Would you pray with me? O oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O oh God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. As we read these old words, as we sing these familiar songs, as we hear again of Bethlehem and Nazareth of Caesar, in this year in which these old names, Bethlehem, are simply in the news, these songs, these stories, they land on the heart differently as we read and celebrate this year how to celebrate Christmas in this heartbroken world. Wars in Europe, sometimes easily forgotten now, wars in Europe raising memories of a century ago. Wars in the Middle East raising memories many centuries old. How can this be Christmas? How to hang garland, how to wrap packages and bows, how to celebrate Christmas in the midst of heartbreak? I'm grateful for the old words, for the old words that we've heard today. I want to focus on Mary. Mary had been visited by an angel, and not just any angel. This is the angel Gabriel, who stands in God's presence, who speaks with God's voice. And this angelic declaration from Gabriel was that Mary would bear a son beyond all reason, outside any expectation. She was to name him Jesus, which means God saves, because he would be the savior of the people, and there was much that the people needed to be saved from. And Mary, she was just an ordinary person, caught up in a world where wars were all around, and the powerful could sweep her away, sweep everything that she knew away, and frankly, not even really know they were doing it in the moment, so beneath the notice of the powerful of the world, Herod the Great. So beneath their notice was she might be swept away without them even having intended it. Mary was poor in a time when the wealthy were untouchable and were shaping the world to benefit them even more than it already did. This is the world in which Mary sings her song. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For God has looked with favor on the lowliness of God's servant, surely. From now on, all generations shall call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. And holy is God's name. Mary's song, it's called the Magnificat, after the Latin words that begin it, my soul magnifies the Lord, in Latin's brevity, can be said just with Magnificat. In this first section of the song, it is personal. It speaks of what God has done for Mary individually, for her in particular. She holds in beautiful contrast that she who was the ordinary sort of person whom history would forget, instead she would be called blessed for all generations. Mary and her son would never be forgotten, whereas Herod the Great and his sons even the very studious 
would struggle to remember the distinction between Herod Antipas and Herod Archelaus, and even for those who can remember the distinction, they would have to admit that it really doesn't much matter. The ordinary one. She is remembered and called blessed forever. This is the song of Mary, and beyond all reason, that is true. It's just true. Say what you will, believe what you will about the virgin birth or the immaculate conception or the assumption of Mary into heaven or any of that, but it is just plain true that every generation has called Mary blessed, that her name is remembered. That's just true. The chasm between the ordinary and the legendary, it is bridged and overcome in her. Mary holds in contrast that she who was powerless to tame the world's troubles would instead, she would become the right arm of the Almighty, God before whom armies are little more than a swarming anthill. Lest anyone think that God stood on the side of the mighty and the wealthy, Mary's song praises what God has done for just one person, an ordinary one by the world's accounting, a powerless one by the calculus of warfare. But Mary's song isn't finished yet. She's actually just getting started, really. She zooms out from what God has done for her personally out to the great structures of society. And then she sings, God has shown the strength of their right arm. God has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. God has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. God has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich empty away. We hear in this song a total reversal of the fortunes of the world, an upending, an upside-downing, an overturning of how the world works, not just for Mary, though that would be marvelous enough. Not just for Mary, but for all the lowly ones, all the hungry ones, those unable even to buy their daily bread. They were to be seated at a feast of God that makes lavish banquets seem nothing but crests by comparison while those who have more than enough already, those whose plenty created the conditions of want that Mary and her like lived in, they are sent away knowing for the first time what hunger is. The powerful, too, who dictate from their high seats what the world's affairs shall be, they turn up to work to find their seats are already full. The lowly have taken their seats in the center of power, and the mighty ones stand gawking as their ways are left behind. It is an upside-downing of the world that Mary sings of here, not merely a passive cessation of past wrongdoing. Mary sings of the active repair of the wrongs of the past, not merely a flattening, but justice. These things that she sings of, this reversal, the hungry fed, the lowly lifted up, it is no easier today to believe these things will come to pass than it was 20 centuries ago when Luke's gospel was first read. There's no easier. And yet we benefit, unlike those first hearers of the gospel, those who were alive when Mary was yet alive. We have had the benefit of seeing that the first part of Mary's song has simply come true. 
Beyond all expectation, Mary and her name is exalted and blessed, and people even at this very moment, I guarantee, are praying a prayer of blessing over her name at this moment, are praying this prayer aloud. It is just true, the first part of her song. So perhaps, too, we can believe the rest as well that peace yet shall come, though it makes no arithmetic sense. The certainty of Mary's song, it is a slender thread of the promises of God. These slender things of God, the promises of God, they are slender like a laser beam cutting through steel. They are slender like a copper wire coursing with electricity, slender like a field mouse passing unencumbered through an acre of thorns. That kind of slender hope. That is the song of Mary. That is the Magnificat. And that, that is how we celebrate Christmas. In a heartbroken world, in a world of war when we pray for peace, in a world of injustice when we pray for the making right of what is broken, we celebrate Christmas after we have heard Mary's song. It is far more fitting, in fact, to celebrate Christmas amidst heartbreak, far more fitting, in fact, to celebrate Christmas in a world inflamed by war because our hearts can dream and pray and call and work for peace because it is needed. It is needed. So celebrate Christmas because the mighty seem untouchable. Celebrate Christmas because hunger flows from hoarded bounty. Celebrate Christmas because those forces of the world of war seem opposed by nothing but small and slender things. Songs sung, bread broken old stories told, coats gathered in a church lobby, visits and phone calls to the infirm, cardboard signs, prayer, prayer of all things, words that are not even spoken aloud, slender things. These are the small and slender tools that look weak and frail at our disposal, the small and slender things of faith that are slender like a laser beam, slender like electrical wires, slender like field mice. These are what God has chosen to take up in her mighty right arm. Celebrate Christmas when you find that your lot has been cast not among the mighty but the downtrodden, for it is from such as these that a new Magnificat is to be raised, from the hungry calling out for the plenty of the earth, from the weak who need paths of peace even to survive Christmas. It is a promise from God, a promise that the world shall be turned upside down. Thanks be to God.